Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. My name is Mel. I'm Janet. I'm Helen. And I'm a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Philip. So today is a very special episode, probably heavily anticipated for many of our listeners and definitely for Mel and myself. We finally have Helen back on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, Helen. You are now a mom. Oh my god. And this is your first time back on the mic after months. I know. Oh my gosh. Hello, everyone. (laughs) It has been so long since y'all have heard my voice on this podcast. What up? Um, I am transitioning back on now and I am a new person with a lot of new perspectives. Um, Like Janet said, I am a a new mom, a mom of a very happy and healthy and super cuddly little four and a half month old boy who is starting to laugh now and he just learned how to roll over by himself. Um, And before we dive into this podcast, I just wanted to say hello. I have missed you all on this podcast. I've missed recording with you ladies. I've missed interacting with our listeners and I've missed like adult conversations because most of my day is just a lot of babble talk. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I am excited to be transitioning back on to work mode and just I'm excited to be back. The babble talks with me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Because I've, I've been such a baby. <laughs> no, digga digga do. I heard Helen say that so many times yeah, now. Yeah. When oh, she's joining our Zoom meetings now, sometimes it, there's a little bit of that in between. Oh, yeah. Oh, talk. <laughs> but honestly, like, we've missed you so much. I feel like I only hear your voice when I hear the outro on our episode sometimes. Pre recorded outro. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we missed you so much. Um, Jan and I are obsessed with both your baby boy, both of yours. Yeah, I said it right, right? (laughs) Uh, I literally, I was telling Helen this. I pull up his videos and photos every morning and I watch them like 10 times. That's not not creepy. That's not creepy at all, right? (laughs) It's not creepy at all. No, we are most definitely like doting aunts. I of, know. Of They're the cutest aunties. You guys are yeah. the best aunties. I love him so much. You guys, <laughs> I just can't. But also for this recording, we also brought in a special guest um, we're all familiar with by now. We have Philip. Well, I'll never say that. We have Phil, <laughs> who is Helen's husband and a baby daddy. And he will be sharing his perspective with us today, too. Because today we'll be talking about their birthing story. Yeah, I'm, I'm very honored to be here. This is for, like definitely... 
going to be a lot of Helen talking because the mother and woman have to do so much more <laughs> in the birthing process, clearly and obviously, than the men. But uh, it was uh, amazing to witness. And I, I you know, yeah, definitely have a lot to share my perspective. But yeah. uh, here, just like every day, I'm just here to support Aww. my wife. Sounds like such a tired dad. <laughs> I am very tired. Very How many tired. hours of sleep are you going on right now? Actually, last night was was a treat. Oh, yeah, a it treat. was a treat. We had like I think like six hours straight. Did we? You did. Well, I did. I did. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to kind of relive this moment with you guys because honestly, I was glued to my phone waiting from updates. Actually, from Phil, I was like, oh my god, what? Like, I was like, what's going yeah. on? For so, context, we do have a group text going on for our LA crew. And we we knew your due date, but yeah. we also knew that the baby could come at any time. So mm-hmm. we got a text from Phil yeah. that started everything. Yes, I don't so, even, I don't even remember what did yeah. I what did I text? <laughs> You're like, everyone, Helen's in labor right now. Oh my blah, blah, blah. god! And then I think because Helen also texted Jana and myself separately, and she's like, oh shit. So we'll, we'll, we'll actually we're gonna, we're gonna walk through that experience. Yeah. So Helen, like, just yeah, walk us through the day and what was going on through your mind leading up to the delivery. Oh my gosh, it has been so long now. It's actually so long. It's crazy how much has happened between December, which is when I gave birth, and now, which is a little over four months ago. Mm -hmm. So much has changed. Like, our baby is no longer a newborn. I'm just kind of sad to think about it. He's just a baby now with a stable head. So cute. But if I were to think back to that experience, it is absolutely unlike anything I've ever experienced or could imagine anything for you too, Philip, like in our lives. Luckily, I wrote down hour by hour, minute by minute, everything I was feeling during my labor. So I was able to go back and read my notes, which I'm glad I have now. And I can You were journaling during labor? I mean, I wanted to remember exactly what was happening. I think we knew that it's like it passed by and and you think that you will never forget. Yeah. yeah. But then yeah, like just Mm. Uh, things can start to fade very easily. Right. So I don't have any of these notes. So I'm definitely very curious. <laughs> I think I remember, you know. You can fill in fill in the blanks. Yeah. Okay, so this is how it went down, y'all. <laughs> so two nights before, we were at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that text, too. Yeah, those same photos. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, hold on, hold on. We'd, you can't just say we were at Applebee's. We have to give you some context. We don't just go to Applebee's like normally. Although, I, I shout out to Applebee's. Anyways, <laughs> we were there because we were, we were there ironically, okay? It was... It was Anyways, sure, whatever, fuck. We <laughs> it was after a lovely date at the Huntington Library. Yeah. Yes, so that's the last date that we had. Our last date was at Applebee's. Us two. <laughs> Night at Applebee's. Good job, Phil. I think <laughs> we, we, we just want to do something nostalgic. I think, like, mm. for me, like, when uh, when I was in high school, same with you, babe, right? Like, mm-hmm. it was like a, it was like a nice dinner to go out with, like, your sports teams right. or your student government. Like, so, like, we're like, oh, my God, we haven't been to Applebee's in a long time, so let's go. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a very nice dinner. We got, we got, like, <laughs> I mean, for Applebee's, yes. <laughs> This is not sponsored by Apple. <laughs> and that night, I remember I was in the bathroom, and maybe this is a little TMI, but no, we want all the details. Real life, y'all. Okay, so if you're a little um, squirmish, then maybe you don't listen to this part. But there was a slight smell, kind of like semen, coming out of me. I don't know if I ever mm. actually told you this, Philip, but I remember reading online that that is something that can happen right before birth. It's like a mix of hay and semen and dampness, and I smelled that and had a slight bloody show which is when your cervix starts to face or open i knew that things were going to happen soon once that smell hit me hey i'm sorry i'm still stuck on the smell (laughs) hey and like straw yeah interesting like dampness like a like a a musty musty barn yeah 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 yeah. okay mixed with semen 
Sure. If there was no wizard pain, you do feel no, pain. no, no. It's okay. just liquid that is coming out of your body. Okay. So the next morning after that, it was six o five a.m. Wrote it down on my notes, and it's also really fucking early, and I never am up that early. But I was awoken by a dull pain, and I this remember is, that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. this is what I wrote down on my notes app on my phone. Six o five a.m. It was raining out. A dull pain like cramp just woke me up, and I'm sitting here thinking, what the fuck is five eleven again? <laughs> BRB gonna Google this. What? 511? 5-1-1? Do you remember? You don't remember this anymore? Oh, right. 511. Okay, okay yes. so the 511 rule is <laughs> to, yeah, okay. to note when your contractions are coming every five minutes. So every spaced out every five minutes, lasting for one minute each for at least an hour. That is the rule that the doctor told us to abide by for when it's time to go to the hospital. So when you hit those numbers, you need to go to the hospital. Mm. Yes, yes. So I started to track on my notes app on my phone. Like every time I felt this dull pain, it was 6.05, 6.11, 6.19, tried to sleep, woke up at 6.26 again. And it just happened like every six to eight minutes that I was feeling this small contraction, which is kind of like a period cramp, very dull mm. at that point. And I remember just lying there. It was uncharacteristically raining in LA and I just remember waiting for the next cramp or contraction or Braxton Hicks, whatever it may have been. Um, and I was just very present in the moment. It was like a lull, you know, raindrop sound outside and you were still sleeping. And I was just like lying there like, holy shit, my life is about to change. Mm-hmm. And I remember that. Um, and I, I also thought about my like grandpa at that time, my yeah, yeah, who, who passed a while ago. But I was thinking like on this rainy day, maybe he's looking down on me, you know, trying to be closer to me with these raindrops, mm. trying to connect with me and telling me that it's going to be OK. And I that that was like a moment that I just had to my to myself. Mm. And then 728 felt a, a slightly stronger contraction. And that's when you woke up because mm-hmm. you're like, what's going on? <laughs> Why are your eyes open? <laughs> and I think you were just holding on to my belly and just trying to feel if everything was okay things mm-hmm. were moving and whatnot um but how, how did you feel when i told you that i was feeling these contractions you know, it was weird like even when you just said I, that i touched your belly like i had to for like a split second i was like why was i touching oh yeah because you were pregnant <laughs> like it's been <laughs> it's long. been it's been like it feels like that long so um i think like you just you were just already in the mode of like okay we need to start keeping track mm-hmm. and we i mean technically i mean we were early right like yeah. it, it wasn't the due date yet so even i think i wasn't fully prepared so i actually didn't think it was gonna happen i thought you were just having just like pains like no like you hit mm-hmm. braxton hicks or whatever mm-hmm. before right mm-hmm. um but when you started when you started monitoring like the 511 thing i was like okay i guess sure i guess we should do this but we had a, but what's good is that we actually had a doctor's appointment that day so i was oh. like okay phew like actually this is perfect uh, we can we can go to the doctor. It was an, also a morning uh, appointment. Eleven a.m. Yep. Eleven a.m. So I was like, oh, it does. Like I was just I was just trying to calm her down, saying, hey, no matter what it is, we're gonna find out mm-hmm. in a couple hours at the hospital. So mm-hmm. I was actually not that nervous. We were also freaking out then because we were like, oh my gosh, what do we stay at the hospital? Is our hospital bag packed? Like, should we get ready to go? Should we bring mm-hmm. our bag? I don't like, remember that. What really? <laughs> I don't <laughs> remember. He's on his own like Zen. I, I, man, I actually yeah. <laughs> So the we went to the to my OB for our regular checkup and she checked me, which for the record, no one told tells you this, but like when they check how dilated you are, that shit is painful. Remember how in pain I was when she stuck her finger mm-hmm. at me and she was just feeling around because she wants to see how much your cervix has opened. So I was an inch Oof. to one point five inches dilated. So 
because you need to get to like 10 inch, 10 centimeters before you're ready to give birth she was like you're not ready yet this could be another like week or so before the baby oh, comes mm-hmm. so then we left the hospital yeah sometimes oh, you're wow. just a little open until a lot later mm. um but so but, at 11 a.m you were one and a half centimeters mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. and then by 3:30 p.m my contractions were a minute long they got longer and that was the first time that i was in tears i was already crying yeah so so like basically the next four hours we left our doctor's appointment thinking okay i guess it's not happening mm-hmm. because she basically sent us home mm-hmm. um and and we're like okay i guess it's just gonna be like a, another day we went to go eat got some dumplings oh yeah we did yeah see i remember that <laughs> yeah. i remember the, i remember the dumplings um and, and but we were still keeping track of the 511 right but i did i did start noticing that your pain was getting worse and worse and every time you like you just had to like brace yourself yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah so around 3 30 we got home right so it was and then we just were doing some work just working, yeah just a regular day yeah. and then around 4 30 we went on a walk mm-hmm. and that's when it started hurting a lot because a lot of people say that to labor down which means to expedite the laboring process you can go um, do curbside walking which is just mm-hmm. sort of like unbalanced walking and that's supposed to help speed up the process a bit more and i was in tears yeah so i think like because i think i think like we actually wanted to like get this going at that by that point Mm -hmm. the amount of contraction she was having i think we're like okay let's not elongate this anymore. like we're already going forward exactly so so how do we how do we get to the point where we are 511 because we still actually weren't yet Mm -hmm. even though it was like 3 30 4 o'clock actually by this point it was like maybe like five or so right or yes, later, it was, it like, was around like the sun was already setting, yeah. yeah. And so we're just like, okay, let's. How, what can we do to get to this five one one? So we did this walk, mm-hmm. and she literally, when as we're walking around, like every time the the contraction came, she had to stop walking. And she just broke like, like fell to her like knees basically, and just like on on the sidewalk or on the street, just like had to scrunch down, like in the in the sidewalk and just wait for it to pass. And I've never seen Helen has a pretty high high tolerance, I think, and I've never seen her like that before. Sometimes I think I have like the memory of a goldfish where I forget things pretty quickly, but I feel like between the contractions, I literally forgot that a contraction was going to be coming up soon and I would just live my regular day. Like we'd just be like talking and joking and I'd be like, oh shit, (laughs) it's coming again. And then we just would have to like bear down. How far apart were they then if it was like every five minutes, one minute each each time for for one hour, hour, right? So we were like at some like six it was like minutes. six to eight minutes Sometimes in between 10, yeah. 13 minutes right so you're saying that's for those six to eight minutes or 10 minutes like it was just like you're like life, life is, is good yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And totally then you're forgot like, about oh shoot here he comes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so then it was around 6 p.m we tried to go upstairs to our room which we're all in right now for me to sleep it off remember you were like oh sleep off the pain and i think i just ended up screaming into a pillow instead <laughs> Do you remember that? We come up here and called your sister and we're like, what should we do? And you wanted me to sleep it off. Yeah, I have no idea why I would suggest that. <laughs> no medical <laughs> reasoning. or yeah. yeah. But anyway, we I, I knew that I wouldn't be able to be in a moving vehicle going to the hospital after like a little bit longer of this sort of pain going on. So we decided to make the trip. Mm. Oh, okay, that's right. I think at first I was suggesting like maybe we can just, you know, stay here a little bit longer but then you were just in so much pain that even though you weren't fully at 511 i think it was like 611 you you know we were pretty close we just thought okay we're close enough i don't want to see you like go through this and and yeah like if 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 the car ride to the hospital is going to be 
so uncomfortable. We should just get it done with now. So uh, we're on like six six thirty. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. around six o'clock. Yeah. It was definitely a moment when we were at the front door, about to leave with our suitcase, and we're, and we're like, "This might be it," because we we actually didn't know if the hospital would turn us away again mm-hmm. because we didn't know how strict they were on the five one one thing, and so we just thought. Okay, like this could be when we come back, we could be parents. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was that was kind of a. a moment. I remember I was yeah. the one that was like, "Let's take a photo here," and you were so like, "There's your eyes were like glazed over." You're like, "Okay, <laughs> let's take that <laughs> like, photo." I need to get you to the hospital. <laughs> I, I think I was in go mode. I think I think you like I, I I entered a different like part of my brain where I was like, "Okay, it's time to do like fatherly or mm. you know yeah. things to take care of the mother," and she was like trying to enjoy it the moments and everything and i'm like no we gotta make sure we get there and no did we get the peanut butter sandwiches yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i made some sandwiches before yeah, yeah. so you described for us a little bit of what the pre-contraction pain feels like but how would you describe the feeling of a contraction and also was there anything that you were doing or that you figured out that would help alleviate some of the pain mm-hmm. um i would say that it feels like the worst period cramp you have ever had yeah that's all right I'm <laughs> stupid times at least 10 at least 10 so is the pain <laughs> mostly it's like all in your abdomen area yeah like around your uterus type area mm. um but it's just terrible it's it's a wave of pain that takes over your uterus and every muscle in your body and your face wants to just like tense up to mm. battle it out Whiff. ideally you're calmly breathing through it right mm-hmm. which we've seen youtube videos of, of and just like hell no i was so tense <laughs> we yeah i think that that goes to say like you know people take all these courses and until you're actually in it like yeah. a lot of the information could just like go out like um so i think you were trying to do these things to calm you down and, i was trying to breathe in, in it. <laughs> couldn't breathe <laughs> so for the people that don't have periods um what is it like you said it's 10x your worst period cramp sure so for 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 the guys out there who maybe have a you know a cramp from running (laughs) is it like is like 25x that or something i've heard people compare period cramps to if you as a male were kicked in the balls Times ten. I think I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Should we try? But that's not. That's not. That's not really a cramp feeling, because like the. It's like a deep in your stomach. Yeah, but it's but it's like a but like it's like hollow. Hollow. Oh, is it? Is it the same? Hollow. Yeah. When when you get kicked in the nuts, it's like it's it's like a mix of like hollow and also when you're um on a roller coaster and you're like dropping. Oh yeah. No, that's more in your chest though. No, it depends. I feel like. Oh, yours is in your How stomach. How about the feeling? Because I had this recently, when like you really have to poop, but you can't. You're holding it in to find a toilet, and then, mm. girl, what? Those <laughs> are all in different parts of the body. All right, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Sorry, I guess that wasn't helpful. That was. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like you're trying Some, to hold something in. Somehow, me as a guy is, is asking a more relevant question than, <laughs> than Mel, who actually has periods. Wait, you tell me, does that feel like your period cramps? Because honestly, when you're describing your feeling, because I, I had to do an errand at the Grove, and like, it was really painful for me. So I can't imagine what a contraction feels like. You know, like it's mm. it sounds scary. I need to take this question back too. When is your water break? Did it, did it even break? No, it actually... At this point, it hasn't yet. No. Yeah, because usually... It I think that's break. what we kept waiting for. Yeah. We were waiting for that movie moment, whatever yeah. TV show moment of like, 
her water broke and and we had seen other people's youtube videos of like you know other people and and a lot of times it was very calm you know mm. and they're like okay we have time and stuff so i so i think that's why i wasn't super like freaking freaking out because i because the water never broke mm-hmm. so i thought we had time it actually broke at the hospital when i already had my epidural Got so it. i didn't even know that it broke until the nurse came and changed me and she was like oh your water broke i'm like oh, okay oh, so i guess it happens differently for i think the movies and tv shows mm. portray it as like this huge moment where there's like a gush of water that just mm. leaks all over your carpet or in your bedroom you run to the shower i was but... like worried about that i was like we're gonna make a mess <laughs> somewhere <laughs> he has a mop ready behind yeah. <laughs> well, I think we put. Did we put towels in the car? I think we had think... a we had a puppy pee pads. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah. my god, you guys are ready. Yeah, I was ready to pee all over the car. Yes. <laughs> it, was a, it was a new car. It's a lease, guys. We can't return this car. Oh yeah, that's my um, wife's uh, internal fluids. Over there. <laughs> Helen, you actually showed videos to me and Janet about how how painful it was when you're at the hospital <laughs> with the contractions. Like you're on the floor, you're crying, and it was like crazy. So. Once you got to the hospital, what was that part of the labor and delivery process like? Yeah, so we got there around 7 p.m. Um, I remember we kind of tried to wait it out because your sister had said that oh, yeah. if you check into the hospital at 11.50 p.m., we would have to pay a full day of hospital stay costs. Yeah. Ooh, that's an insight there. Which is true because once we got the bill, I was like, what is, why do we have this additional you know, yeah. full day here so, instead yeah. of like a yeah. Even, even before we went to the hospital, we we had that conversation. We're like, should we wait? But it was not at that point. It was not wait. worth it. Yeah, she yeah. was in too much pain. Your Asian side's like, should we wait? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's seven p.m. We got five hours left. Yeah. You, were, you were not gonna make it five hours. No, I really yeah. wasn't. It was nighttime, so it wasn't that busy. Like there was no one in the, like the lobby, yeah, and yeah. it's weird. Like we had never taken a tour. Like we didn't mm-hmm. know where to go. So it literally is like because of COVID, we couldn't take a tour. Right. So we literally go in. And I know I joke about this, but we just went to the front desk and we go, we're too pregnant. You know? <laughs> like, where do we go? And then they, they just pointed to like, you know, oh, just down this hall, whatever. So we walked down this empty hall, like no one was walking around. And we just go to this little window to, to just check in. Hi, we have a pregnant, you know, we have a you know? Baby. yeah. And it, it was very anticlimactic. It, it really felt like we were like checking ourselves into like the movies or like a library book or something yeah, yeah. yeah. well i was on the floor like grabbing your right. ankles <laughs> she lit like we really literally were at the at the window and they were kind of confirming that this is all happening and she's literally like on her knees next to me and i'm like can you not see yeah, that like, this, this is, is we are this this is happening we have to do this now fill out some like general paperwork um and i couldn't go in um she had to go in by herself because uh, this mm. is all still like COVID stuff Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. 
so when you left i was actually like really scared and nervous because i didn't know when they would when i was allowed to go back yeah, in yeah. do you mm-hmm. like do you remember separating from me uh yes i i know you actually separated because you had to get the stuff from the car oh that first yeah no the, but when it came back you were still we were still waiting we were still waiting because yeah. there was it was actually a very busy night in yeah, the maternity right. ward mm-hmm. so we had to stay in like the triage room for a while but also you couldn't leave the hospital to go get our stuff so it was like once you're in those doors like you have to stay in yeah. so that's why you're like okay i have to go to the car get all of our bags which we had a lot of yeah. and bring it in and meet me in the triage room but i was yeah so i was in the waiting this waiting room and then they they finally gave me the permission to go in and i was expecting like the to go into the delivery room of mm. where like i you know where all of our suitcases were going to be and we we go into this very small checkup room and and i was and i was just like oh my god is this where we're going to be deliver a baby <laughs> yeah i was like really kind of like disappointed cuz we went to this hospital cuz we wanted like the best mm. you know services and whatever um but yeah i guess that was the triage room and because it was so busy she had to wait here and labor several more hours before we could go into an, like our final room. And I was actually like a little bit of me turned into like that parent mode of like, why? Let me talk to your manager. <laughs> yeah, but but they, yeah, they ran out of rooms. Like someone that was literally giving birth in, in another, in the room that we were supposed to go. in, so we had to wait it out. And yeah. They very... were like, she's, she's about to give birth. Like you should be ready soon. We'll clean it up and you can go in. And we're like, Oh, okay. Wait, question for um, newbies. What's a triage room? You go in, and in when we went, it was to check how far along I was mm. to see if it made sense to admit me into one of the delivery rooms or to basically send me back home. Yeah, and and and, and you're not it's because you're not like a high priority yet. Like mm. you don't have like they can kind of keep you here Got it. until until you become like Got it. you know ready to go. Is it as big as like for example like I'm trying to visualize this like you know the checkup rooms you go now with the baby is it as small as that or is it, it felt, bigger? It felt that small. Oh my yeah. god! I mean it was a little bit bigger just because yeah. like some of the equipment but like it was like it was, it was just like I only had one little chair. Oh shoot. And then, but she had all this like all this machinery around her and and that's when they were like checking to see how much she would dilate it and, and I, th- I remember like since the morning of of being one and a half inches mm-hmm. and, centimeters uh, centimeters sorry since the morning being one and a half centimeters to when we were admitted you had already labored yourself like an additional like like two centimeters two more so cent- two i was more at centimeters. three centimeters right. dilated when we were in that room and again you need to be at 10 so they were basically like do you want to go back home because this could last for many many hours more mm-hmm. and i think you were like well i kind of want to go home and shower that's what you said. Did I say that? <laughs> you remember that? No, I don't. <laughs> you know, I think you were sad that you couldn't shower. You didn't shower before we left uh, home. Well, because because we were about to be there for a long time. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I knew for myself that my body was it was just not happening yeah. because I was in so much pain. There was no way we were gonna go home and, and labor down. Um, and I think around that time, I remember telling you like I'm really scared. Like it wasn't until I was laying there that it hit me that so much could happen in the next 24 hours. I don't think you, we think about it beforehand, which is like, oh, we're just going to go and deliver, you know? But what does that entail? There's a lot of pain, a lot of circumstances, like potentially death was even on the table. Like so much could have happened. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being very scared in that moment. Um, but what I think what I've learned from this labor process is that you just have to go with the flow. Like mm-hmm. doctors come in, they poke you, they prick you. I had so many needles in me, which I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. But you just 
go with the flow. There was one point where I was just like, if you need to medically cut my ear off, go ahead and do it. That's how much like pain and how much investment I was already mm-hmm. I was already in when when I got there. There were some big decisions too. I think like they asked when we wanted to start the epidural, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But we you decided to wait a little. Like you wanted to because apparently like if you get the epidural, which again I was learning all this stuff too. Like that's when they they basically um, numb you mm-hmm. right um, to subside the pain. But you you apparently start to um, dilate slower. Is that what it is? I think your tr- contractions might start slowing down. Not hundred percent right. certain about that, but yeah. But ba- ba- all, basically, you made the choice to rough it out a little bit longer right and and deal with the pain a little bit longer because you wanted to dilate a little bit faster right because once you have the epidural you can't walk anymore and walking is a big part of laboring Mm -hmm. down and trying Mm -hmm. to expedite the process so when you're laying there it's not it it slows that process down a bit Mm -hmm. more um so an hour after we had been admitted i was literally writhing in pain and i never use that word but that's like the perfect word to describe that situation writhing anyone ever use that word (laughs) I was like clutching onto the bedside. Worst pain of my life. Like the contractions were literally off the charts. Remember we were looking at the screen and we're like, oh, where'd it go? Like it's it's wow. literally off the charts. And I was checked again around 8, 10 p.m., which was only an hour after we had been admitted. And I had gone from three centimeters to six or seven centimeters. So That's fast. Crazy. And the doctors were like, oh, no wonder I can hear you screaming down the hallway. <laughs> I'm like, no shit. Give me the fucking epidural right now. And they did. And you had to leave the room for right. that. Wait, right. why? Wait, why? I, I don't know. I think some people some people told me that it's because some dads faint oh. at the sight of, yeah. of oh, such a long shoot. needle. Um, and also it was a very small room. So yeah. they had to bring in like a large machinery. And I was I remember you know. I was just concerned that they were doing this big process in the small room. Mm. And obviously, yeah, I'm, you know, you have to kind of succumb to, okay, these are the professionals. They know much more than, than I do. So... I had to like release that, you know, um, mm-hmm. like I guess nervousness, and mm-hmm. but I, 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 I was feeling like, isn't this something that should be done in our official room? But yeah. she couldn't wait any longer, and there's still no no space for us to go. You guys are still in the triage from yeah. the epidural. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So okay. I was like hyperventilating, freaking out. You and know I wasn't me. gonna be there with you. Right. Yeah. Like I hate needles. I can't even get a freaking COVID shot or flu shot without having someone slap me at the same time to spread out the pain. But. I was freaking out. Luckily, we had two amazing nurses, two of which were actually ABG fans. Holler, Stephanie and Lily, if you're listening, <laughs> thank you so much for being so kind. They like gave me massages and they were just like, just breathe, calm down. I was like, oh, this is really like. Hmm. It's funny because like, so they're, they're two very wonderful um, Asian women. And, 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 and they were like writing the demo of what ABG fans would be. And I remember like when we first were admitted and we like crossed paths with them um, or they came to the room, like when we were in private, we like joke like, I, wouldn't it be so funny if they knew who you were? <laughs> and turns out that like later when they came in after like, we had already like interacted a few more times. They slipped in like, oh, by the way, we, we love ABG. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, these ABG fans have touched your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> these ABG fans have looked up your cervix. That made me feel so awkward. But at the same time, I'm just like, whatever, man. Yeah, like you were, you were just like bare chested out for them. Like they were like helping to like massage. And I'm like, this is the most... Um, this is the, the fan service, fan service <laughs> yeah, ever that anyone is ever going to get from ABG. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, you just had to go with the flow of everything that was happening. But it ended you. up actually being beneficial to us. Like, I think we were a little bit nervous. Oh my gosh, what if someone does recognize us here? We want our privacy. But because they're, they're extremely professional mm-hmm. and very sweet, it actually felt like we were getting a little bit of like, you know, um, mm. special treatment, yeah. you know, not, not like truly special treatment, but like they were considerate, very, very yeah. considerate. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, like the epidural, I think is something that a lot of people talk about as being painful, but surprisingly, it was not that painful mm. for me. The The IV was worse, mm. way worse because oh. they, they like, they missed, missed Oh, well, on one, or on one of the blood tests, oh, they missed gosh. your veins. Yeah, and it was that was way more painful. So epidural is actually not that bad. Mm. But after I got that, my legs started tingling. I could feel some heat through my legs, and it just started to get numb. And thank goodness the contractions finally started to mm. die down, and I couldn't feel them anymore. And I was like, "Thank you." I mean, thank we, you, we could see medicine. the contractions on the like. Oh, you're having a contraction right now, but yeah, you couldn't feel I it. Couldn't feel it. And around what time was this? So this around 11 p.m. is when we finally went to yeah. the delivery room mm. so at this point it's been like 12 hours then right from 11 a.m when you is 11 when you left to the hospital oh no no we left to the hospital at 7, at oh. 7 p.m 11 was the doctor's appointment in the morning oh there we go from yeah. the doctor's appointment to going into the delivery room now you've been like laboring for yeah i guess li- you would consider the first contraction as part of the laboring process mm-hmm. so yeah. um 12 plus 5 17 hours mm-hmm. oh, did my. i do that right <laughs> yeah um, so then we went to the delivery room. I had some unsalted chicken soup and jello, which I was really happy about. And you had the jello a, hits different at it's at so good in the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And you had a really thin turkey cheese sandwich. <laughs> Do you remember that? It's like the um, must have been very forgettable. As, <laughs> yeah, well, as a sandwich. peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. I think we ate those pretty quick. But, yeah. <laughs> and then our nurse, she gave me like a peanut ball, which it's you put it between your legs and it's supposed to make you feel more comfortable. So that was really it looks nice like a medicine ball, but it's a peanut shaped. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So now we're in the delivery room, uh-huh. which is much bigger. There's Super a nice. cot for me or a couch cot for me. <laughs> Um, and yeah, like there's a closet and a bathroom. Do you have your own room? It was our own room. Yeah. 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 And so then sometime around 12 to 3 p.m. Our OB who was. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, wait, 3 a.m.? Wait, sorry. And we also like, we also decorated the room. Yeah. Like Helen oh. brought string lights and I was, oh. I remember when she ordered them and told me to pack them. I'm like, you're being so extra. Um, but then when we put them up, I was like, oh, this, do- this does feel like a little bit really more nice. homey. <laughs> yeah. And all the nurses were like, wow, this is so great. This is so nice. So yeah. I'm glad you did that. I feel like it gave a very nice ambiance, yes. mm-hmm. more comfortable space for us to be in. Yeah. And it was December. It was around yeah. Christmas time. Oh, right, true. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then sometime around between 12 to 3 a.m., our OB, who was on site at the moment, our delivery doctor, she has suggested that we get Pitocin to speed up the labor process since my contractions had started to slow down with the epidural. Yeah. And that was one of the more firm decisions we made that we did not want that. Our baby was not in distress, and I was also tired and wanted to sleep before mm. the pushing process began. So we we're like, okay, let's just wait a little bit and see what happens. But basically, Pitocin is, is like, the, this is a process that artificially makes the body like do things faster (laughs) (laughs) for baby to come (laughs) i i I swear i i went through this process but you want to do it very naturally yes i did want to do it as natural as possible so we did not do pitocin yes and then around 5 a.m our nurse came in and asked if i felt any rectal pressure (laughs) (laughs) so this is where it feels like poop right yeah so this i had not heard of before but slowly with each contraction it went from contractions closer to to the uterus to like full rectal pressure which had not felt that 
at any other point in my life and did not expect to feel that also with birthing. But um, around this time, around 5 a.m., my water broke, mm. which is what you know you were asking about earlier, Mel. And the baby's head was pressing down a part of the sack that didn't break. So we knew that once we manually popped that additional sack, that the amniotic fluid would be out and the baby would have to come out pretty soon after that. So one of the on-call doctors came and popped it and then it was already time to start pushing. What did they use to pop it? Like, like I didn't a, look. Like another needle? <laughs> I would assume like, so. Or something? Did you feel anything? No, I don't think I felt anything. Because my legs were numb. Oh, I think uh, it was numb. Yeah, yeah. This was like during like a very hazy part of the night too, just because this was yeah in the yeah, early morning. Yeah, even at And yeah. and oh. and we did try to sleep. Like they actually did tell both of us to rest and get some sleep between like yeah twelve, 12 to five. twelve and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we we did we did sleep for a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, they wanted us to rest up, and every so often they came to check in. Turn me. Around turn. A put the bit. finger in. Check <laughs> check yeah. to see <laughs> how much how how if you had dilated further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then we started the process of pushing and very, it was very slow. I think we both had imagined all of the doctors and nurses would come in to support this process, but it was just us two and the nurse. And she's like, all right, start pushing. And we're like, wait, what, what already? It's not time yet, is it? But it was a slower process. So she would just say, you know, take one cleansing breath in through your nose, hold your breath and push down like you're taking a giant poop. Also keep your butt down. So I followed those instructions, like my freaking life depended on it. And we did this breathe in, hold, push process every time a contraction came. That's also something I didn't know, that you push only on your contraction. And then you sort of wait in between until your next contraction. Around what time was this at? This is still at like 5? I think it's probably around 6 a.m. then. No, because the, the show started at 6.30. I remember that. The show. Yeah. But, yeah, so this is like a slower process yeah, yeah, okay. leading up to it. Yeah. Um, and then while this was happening, our OB was trying to make it to the hospital mm-hmm. uh, and she, it would have taken her another 20 minutes to get there. And there was a point when the nurses were like, okay, on the next contraction, just give me one push for two seconds. Whereas we were doing three pushes in a row, like 10 seconds each. So they clearly wanted me to slow down and they didn't tell me that it was because we were waiting for the doctor to get there. But I deduced that what was happening was that we were just waiting on her to get there so that she could actually deliver me. Mm. And I was like, this is so, it was getting so uncomfortable. I was like, I am not going to wait for a doctor to arrive, park, potentially walk through the doors of this hospital to get to me. So I just, I pushed more than the nurses recommended because my body just naturally was in this like Mm. rhythmic, you're going to have to push this out ASAP feeling. Like probably all of your muscles are... Yeah, just contracting and like... Nature nature took over. Nature took over. Oh, interesting. Wait, so like, would you say the pushing process, like how long were you pushing for? The total amount was like 40 minutes. Yeah, so I think you need to get in, like, so yeah, to answer that question, I think you need to go into the show. Yeah, (laughs) I want to hear the show. Hi everyone, some of you might remember that last year we partnered with Comcast Rise on a virtual event about small businesses hit hard by the economic impact of the pandemic. Comcast Rise has already helped nearly 8,000 small businesses with free, yes, free services such as marketing consultations, media and creative production, and technology upgrades, and yours could be next. As a small business ourselves, we love seeing resources that support the continuation and growth of companies like ours. Please take advantage of this amazing opportunity. It's a short application, but can positively impact your small business. 
They are now accepting applications for POC-owned or woman-owned small businesses. We encourage you to check them out. Learn more and apply at www.comcastrise.com apply. And make sure to share with a business owner friend. So one of the things I've always been fascinated about is like, what the pushing feeling is like. Cause I think I remember asking Helen after, you know, the delivery, I was like, was it like taking a shit? Cause I was like, I don't, cause you hear about it, but I never experienced it. Like how would you describe pushing? So I would say that imagine if you were turtle heading. Oh the gosh. Biggest turd in your life. Like think about the biggest, biggest turd you've ever had. You too, Phil, we can imagine this. Like a dry one too, right? Oh, so it's like, you know, so, it's- so it's like, it's Things pull- are going to rip, it's potentially. It's pulling your sphincter apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a hemorrhoid shit, right? Yes, but like times 25. <laughs> Spe- exactly, 25. exactly 25. I mean, maybe, yeah, the circumference yeah. of a head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and imagine that it was also painful and wanted out. And someone said, hold it, hold it, for like three minutes each time. And imagine that going on for an hour where you just have to hold this turtle head half in, half out for three minutes at a time. Oh and it's like painful and once out. But it's, but the turtle head's from your butthole. Like, would you say with this, and you felt into your ass or through your vagina? Ass. What? Really? Yeah. It was it was, it was the, the rectal pressure. pressure. Yeah. It felt like a poop. It felt like I was I was definitely igniting my my no, but, blood muscles. Right. But but like but the pain was not coming from the sphincter. Obviously, like that. I think is that what you're asking? Like, is the sharper pain coming from? your vagina so there was no sharp pain oh. it was more of the pressure that oh. you feel because you, i had the epidural so got i didn't feel it. oh like that's right that. that's right okay yeah but it just felt like it was got it pressure okay hard to describe otherwise and but, not to scare anyone out there but this okay. is my experience it might be different for other women out there but so would you all say the pushing is like it literally is feel like the way you push when you're having a baby is the way you push when you had when you need to take a shit yeah oh interesting with your butt down and what, lying what, down. what does it mean by butt down like your butt is your butt is always down when you're yeah. taking a shit well, you're also lying on your back. So don't, like, not lifting your butt up in the air, but you have to leave your butt, like, planted on the bed. Okay, we're going to do a... a Bell is in, like... <laughs> we're going to uh, do that later. I don't know what position you're in right now, but you're, like, trying to simulate. Really? It's just, like, taking a poop? A really big poop, yeah. Well, I guess I guess because because you're you're numb. You're, like, you're not... It's just the entire yeah. area feels yeah. pressure. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm, sure, I'm sure people that go full natural have a very different description of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is my experience, y'all. Okay, yeah, so, okay. yes just mine okay while we were going through active labor i had these insane shakes do you remember this Mm. my mouth was like uncontrollably chattering i had a 104 degree fever while i was pushing and i just remember freaking out crying while contracting teeth chattering pushing screaming wishing that it would just it was such a blur Mm because every every feeling sensation was being activated and i i hated that feeling of that rectal pressure too um, and then once the shakes kind of went away, Philip, I think you said that I turned on athlete mode. <laughs> I, I well, sorry, what part are we at right now? Are we at the we're show? at the we're at the show. Oh wait, so yeah, I thought you were gonna like introduce the show because like the, I feel like that was when I felt like things got like really crazy. So what do you remember from that? Well, I just remember okay, so around like six thirty. Yeah. Okay, so at six thirty, after you had maybe done that one extra long push. They decided, okay, we're just we're we're gonna do this, and literally in like what felt like the blink of an eye, like the room filled with people, and and they rolled in different machinery and stuff, and I was like, where did where were all these people? Where were you all before? Because well, yeah. it was because it was also very quiet maternity war. Like you don't you don't you, I didn't see a lot of people walking around. It was like, where did you yeah, come from? Yeah, where did you guys come from? Yeah. And all these people like kind of rush in, 
but it's also I have to remember like this is their just like regular day. This yeah, is their, yeah, yeah. their this is their job, and so like they were just chatting about work, you know. And, and here we are like this is a life changing moment. And two and two people like Bob and Sally are over there talking about their like breaks and stuff, <laughs> and, and like they're just getting their like tools ready. But then the nurses they all start crowding around, and the lights turn on. Like there are these lights on the ceilings, and it like it goes kachung, and it really feels like the spotlight. The That's why it's like I felt like on it, my it was vagina. A show. <laughs> Yeah, like the stirrups went up, like everything just like the sh- like it really felt like the show was the starting. Show was starting. Oh, like shit. you had you had an audience. Okay. You had like four nurses around you. You had two supporting people, like ready to receive whatever, and everyone just started cheering. Okay, mama, here we go. This is it's time to go. And even I was free. I'm like getting emotional thinking about it right now. But I was like, oh my god, like this is this is fucking happening. Like I'm like my heart's beating again right now. <laughs> I'm getting excited. Right. But then, like, I think I was, I stayed up with Helen next to her, um, and they were, yeah, they were, they were receiving, and they just kept saying, okay, one big push, one big push, another one, another one. And yeah, I think that's when you were just in athlete mode, yeah. where you're just like, I'm going to just do this. <laughs> it is yeah. such a physical and mental game during labor. I literally had visions of me on the volleyball courts <laughs> when I played more competitively while I was lying on this bed trying to push this baby out. But I was like, yo, it is game time. I am an athlete. <laughs> and when they said, like, push for a count of 10, I was like, I'm going to give him 12. So <laughs> dang, <laughs> I pushed as hard as I could, but also not so hard that I would have maybe torn something down mm. there because I know that's one thing that I was really hoping wouldn't happen. Um, and also didn't want to like pop an eye socket out. That's how hard you were pushing, I guess, yeah. right up to that point of an eye socket popping. Um, and also, no one tells you this, but I felt every single part of the baby coming out. Oh, <gasps> my God. You know, you just like centimeter that. by centimeter. Yeah. Not in a painful way, but you just feel it emerging from oh your body. Yeah. And so once his head was like halfway out, I was just like, there's no way I'm going to stop because they're like, okay, breathe, wait for the next contraction. I just kept going, mm-hmm. like all my energy to just yeah. push him out because I didn't want him to suffocate. Actually, in, yeah, because like, so, you, you couldn't see, like you couldn't see anything, but like I, I was on the like side, I could get an angle through her legs mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I remember seeing him crown and getting very scared, like, wait, can he, how long can he oh. stay like that? Yeah. Or it's not he, I didn't know what it was yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How long can it stay like that? And so that's, but, but, Thankfully for Helen, like she just kept going and 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 it still felt like it was a very long time, but really it was only just like another f- maybe f- three to five minutes, mm-hmm. and she just went all the way through and and yeah, just seeing the the head just like kind of resting there, like there is a human <laughs> coming out of your body right now. It was just insane. And what was even crazier is that the the little bit that I saw, I was like, oh my god, like that's so big already, like that. The little bit that I saw, and then when the rest came out, I'm like, oh my god, there's so much more. <laughs> oh, but it, but thankfully, thankfully he came out like very quickly, easily. Like at once you know you got past the shoulders and everything. And so yes, by it was seven seventeen in the I'm morning sorry, yeah. is when he had come out. Twenty five hours since my first contraction, and he was seven pounds ten ounces, super long, twenty one point two five inches, very he- healthy and. Yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't cry. cry. He, he came up, but like, but not like in like a worrisome like. He, looks he cried once. Out. It was one one like shriek, and then he like stopped. Like he just looked. His eyes were open. He just like looked like he was just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and and what and up, then, mom and dad? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was just so like we were having our own moment of like, oh my god, you did it, you did it, like just crying with each other, and they, I just remember them, 
like calling daddy dad or dad dad come over here and, I'm, and i was like oh my god yeah okay what do you what, what's up and they said what what is it what is it because like they had to yeah. announce for the, for oh, the document the and they, they were being playful like well we can't say what it is what is it <laughs> dad come on over and i was like oh okay and i go over and i i immediately i look at her like like where the baby came out of, but then the baby was already being held up by someone else. So I, was, I didn't even <laughs> know like, where to look. This, I was uh, doesn't. Look... I was just so disoriented. Where'd he go? I, I, yeah, I didn't even know where to look. And then they like, no, he's over here. And then I was like, oh, uh, uh, oh, it's a boy, it's a boy, it's a boy. And then well, and then, he said um, you were confused because you were looking at the cord, right? Because you still hadn't cut the cord yet. <laughs> yeah. You're like, what I, is that? I, I didn't know what to look at. Yeah, I just didn't know what to. I was. It was a, such a blur. Well, actually, my question for Helen is like, when you're hearing Phil say it's a boy, do, do you remember that moment and how you felt? Yeah. I remember thinking that it was already a boy. So when you said that, it, at first I was like, hurry up, because you're like, um, um, um. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand the stress I was going through. Okay. <laughs> like, just say it. So then when you said it's a boy, um, it just confirmed what I had expected. Like your intuition. Yeah, kind of knew hmm. that it was going to be a boy. But right away, they took the baby to like the side because he, he might have inhaled some meconium. So they wanted to make sure to check mm-hmm. up on him. And I remember being really sad because I was like, wait, give me my baby like right away. I, I definitely like in tears was like thinking that we were missing out on this very mm-hmm. specific like few minutes of, oh, my God, we have everyone said we have to do skin to skin. And I was like yeah. pleading with them like, we need to see our baby. And, and like, they were like, just not, like having a conversation. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, you know, this baby looks good. Like, yeah, that's yeah. like. And they called me over to like to cut it. And yeah. It was very difficult to cut. It was like, yeah, like... like um, Rubber band? Uh, like calamari. Veiny calamari. Yeah, like calamari. But then I was like, just please, like, you know, is it, can we have him? Is it time? Is it time? And then they finally brought him over, like wiped him down a little bit, like just all like the like gooey stuff. And then we got in bed. I took off my shirt. I got in bed with him and her. And- so people often say that the moment they see their baby, they realize that they have never loved someone or something as much as they loved their child. Do you feel like this is true for both of you and what you were feeling in that moment? Mm, Like immediately, right away. I think for me, I felt through Philip's emotions. Like he was definitely the one that was emoting a lot in that room. And I think after I had given birth, it, it was a mix of feeling joy and shock and just feeling very out of body. Like I felt like I was more just in disbelief of what I had just done. Mm. But it, I guess it wasn't until we did skin to skin and he, the, our baby was just, he kept looking at me, like not crying. He just was staring at me almost like he knew the sound of my voice or knew that I was his mom, very calmly just staring at us. And I just remember being in, in complete like peace in those moments because all the mm-hmm. nurses left. I think only the, the um, lactation doctor was like, or nurse was in the room ready to help us. But I was still very much like, I don't know you yet, but I want to know you mm. and I want to protect you. And maybe that is love in a way that I'm still sort of processing because for us, we've only known love in the context of like a familial tribe or in a relationship bond with other adults, right? Mm-hmm. But the feeling that I was feeling was awe at how this life could be so small and just this feeling of wanting to protect and give everything that I could for him to succeed in life. And I think that is just like a new way to love something that I never felt before. I um, I actually don't feel like it was like this, I love you kind of right. moment for me. It, I was just more in wonder of just the, the miracle of, of, of the human body, of, of the woman's body. I was 
admiring Helen. My my love for Helen actually went to a different mm. level. Um, him being there was more just a, a relief and more just like, holy crap! Like mm. this is crazy. There, I can't believe I I can't believe we are having this experience right now mm. of having a baby on us like that that it was more just like whoa mm. um i feel like the love thing is um just something that i'm still yeah kind of like learning right now like every mm. so often i'm still amazed that we have a baby like it still hasn't fully sunk in um but yeah like the the gratitude that he's he was safe healthy um that i think was the the primary emotion that i was mm. feeling that just like i was just relieved Relief. that yeah, we did yeah. it and that she did it and i have never seen her or felt the way that i felt um yeah before so yeah, yeah like, watching yeah. your wife give birth to your child that oh, is yeah. like pretty insane and yeah. for helen um so giving birth is an experience that like you said portrayed in the movies we often hear about but obviously from the way you've described it like you don't understand or comprehend it until you experience it for yourself having been exposed to um you know the way that people portray it mm-hmm. and then when now that you've experienced it was it what you expected i think you can read all you want and watch all the youtube videos that you want to try and get the feelings that you're going to get when you give birth but you can't learn emotion like raw real Mm. never before experienced emotion it's like the first time you fall in love or the first Mm. time you know you have a real heartbreak or something you can't you can read about it all you want but you can't learn these feelings until you go through it yourself all that to say it it was probably more extreme than what i expected it we had it's like the greatest fears going into it greatest uncertainty Mm. the highest form of this new love for yourself for your partner for this little human and it's also a lot of gratitude for like the nurses and the doctors and everyone about around you and your body's ability to even do this. It's it's this level of like love, extreme emotion on, on all, all fronts. It's also what we felt. It's feeling a little bit like you lost yourself, like saying goodbye to who you were before having a baby. Mm. And it's a, a little rebirth of a new mm. you as yourself and as a couple. So feelings all over the spectrum and... It is the most beautiful and most difficult thing that I've ever experienced in my life. So it is not what I expected. It's probably more painful than what I expected, (laughs) but also more emotionally rewarding than what I expected as well. That is really beautifully worded. Um, I never thought of that. It's also a rebirthing of you individuals. It's Mm -hmm. not just, wasn't just one new life that left the hospital. It was like three, right? That's true. Um, and for Phil, for you, you probably also, you know, working up to the day, had expectations for how things might play out. When it actually happened, what aspects of the experience were similar to what you expected and what was different? Um, I actually, and maybe Helen wasn't happy about this at the time, but like I actually was trying to have no expectations. Um, <laughs> and I think because I was trying to be self-aware enough to know that exactly what you said nothing you can't you, you can prepare yeah. for like you can prepare but it won't matter until you really get there right so i actually tried to have very little expectations going into it so while it was happening i was more just trying my best to okay follow the follow directions mm. um what do they need what does she need um listen uh make good make good choices um ask ask the right questions things like that um so yeah, it definitely wasn't like this um, 
oh my god like i i got to be i'm a dad now yeah. and um i i think it like like i said it was really just a in the moment feeling of just yeah gratitude and and awe and also also like realizing oh man um yeah like life is completely different now and and I, I feel like a lot of times like people say oh in that instant that's when like you knew like oh everything was going to be different and I don't think it was like that that much of a u-turn for us or like mm. mo- like instantaneous thing I think we because this is something that we had been planning for and wanting we, yeah. we knew that it was leaning up and I think just the fact that it actually happened it was more just like a whoa we're, we're here now like we're, we're it's it's actually starting this mm-hmm. is actually happening now and um and here we go. And and I feel like that maybe it's 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 hard to answer that question because I don't have a conclusive answer to that mm-hmm. to those emotions yet because we're right. we're literally still in it. And I'm yeah. actually still processing whatever it is that we are doing and yeah. whoever the heck our our son is to us and um maybe that's maybe that is parenthood that you just yeah. actually never really mm. There isn't really out, an yeah. arrival time or place or stage. Right. Exactly, yeah. Mm. So still 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 thinking about it, still worrying about it, yeah. So I guess like, you know, as you both reflect on this really momentous day and thank you for also like taking me and Janet and our listeners through this like really like private moment between you two and your family. What moment were you most proud of? I mean, for me, definitely turning on athlete mode and pushing a human out of me. A moment that I will never forget was in the maternity ward, which is a room that you stay in post-delivery to recover. And basically, you're getting a crash course on parenthood with nurses that are just on on call. So we were so sleep deprived and crazed in that it's an even smaller room than the first room, I think, that Mm -hmm. we were in. And we were there for 48 hours, which we had to stay a little bit longer because of the fever that I had. But we went in there not knowing how to swaddle, not knowing how to change a diaper or hold a baby. I remember being... I had never changed a diaper before. I remember watching you change a diaper and I was so proud of you (laughs) for changing a diaper. And... Day one, I remember when we were, day one of when we were in the maternity ward, our baby was latching. He had seven diaper changes in a day, meaning he was eating well, and we felt like we had it down. Then night came, and that shit went downhill so yeah. fast. Yeah. He was cluster feeding. There was no break for either of us, and we also had to introduce a pacifier, which I didn't want to do so quickly because I wanted to make sure that he latched well first. And I remember at one point... It was my shift in the middle of the night and you were sleeping and I remember I was trying to sleep while our baby was sleeping but his binky kept falling out. Every two to five minutes it would just fall out and he would start crying and I was so tired and you ladies know me like I fall into deep sleep so fast so within 30 seconds I was already in dreamland dreaming of what I remember was like sand and water and nice breeze on a hot summer day and then I just hear Just imagine you fall asleep and every time you get into deep sleep, someone taps you, wakes you up, Mm. and you have to get up. And this happening every five to ten minutes. And I would wake up and be like, oh my gosh, this is my reality. This is is my reality, being in this maternity ward with this crying baby. And then after an hour passed, I just, I started crying because I was literally sleeping in fear of this stupid binky falling out of his mouth and him waking up over and over again something I'd never experienced before. And then Philip, I think you heard me sobbing and you woke up and you had jumped right onto your feet and you said, you sleep, I got this. 
even though you were so sleep deprived too, and it was supposed to be my shift. And you ended up carrying him for an hour and he fell asleep in your arms for that hour while I slept. And when I woke up, I was just so thankful for you. So, so thankful to have you by my side. And I'll never forget you reached out to me and you were just like, teamwork, we got this. And I just felt very proud of us in that moment. Like we were doing the the mom and dad thing, which is really, really hard to do. And it just felt nice to have a really good teammate by my side. I don't remember that, (laughs) but I'm glad that my past self said that. And that sounds like something (laughs) I would have said at that moment. But no, I, 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 uh, I, I do. Yeah, the maternity ward was basically us getting a reality check of like, oh, the beautiful moment of the birthing process. Wow, my God, you did it. And now, okay, this is just the rest of your life. You're going to have to be worrying about a pacifier falling out every five minutes. You're going to have to be dealing with all the crying and stuff. But um, yeah, that was that was definitely the hardest part of, I think, the entire process. But walking out of that, basically as new people, um, and yeah, we, we learned like better techniques. We learned that we were teammates. I think, yeah, that was a very proud moment coming leaving the hospital was was very 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 proud yeah and i get and i think like just speaking as a dude um you know just my appreciation for my own mother Mm. all the mothers out there single mothers especially like Mm. you know like helen talking about teamwork and i I just Mm. can't imagine um myself not being part of this and Mm. um so just i just have this different awareness for what a lot of women go through the fact that we were able to have a healthy baby at all was something that i felt like immense gratitude that never left my my mind of just how lucky we were so um we're just really really grateful that uh we made it we made it through and we're still here and um yeah thanks for letting us share our story with you guys yeah thanks everyone um i do want to say you know uh thank you both for sharing your story i feel like you know as your friends like we got the i was just waiting by my my phone to hear anything but i understand you guys are going through so much like i, I know phil will be like he'll send like one off just to just to update us but like hey we're doing fine but we're in the maternity ward it's it's insane in here and i'm like okay and now to be able to hear what you guys are going through like really yeah. like put things into context and like now when i look at your baby i think of just like it's a different experience looking at the baby now and i'm really happy he has this episode to like reflect on mm. and to listen to when that day comes when he's ready to hear his birthing story. Oh, you know, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, think- I can't believe this is four months ago. Like it's, it's, weird, <laughs> it's weird to be like kind of going back on on this, but yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Thank you for letting us share our story here, and we have a lot more new parent stuff. If anyone wants to hear more about this too, let us know. We have a lot, but we don't know if you know you as an audience want to hear all the details as detailed as this episode was. <laughs> so yes, let us know. Yes, once again, thank you both so much for sharing your story. Um, thank you uh, for giving us baby wooing. Mm. We adore him. Um, and if you have any other questions for Helen, you can leave them in the comments. Welcome back, Helen, to ABG. Yeah, welcome oh. back. Thank you. If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl slash support or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at asianbossgirl. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. Uh, And with that, we will catch you all on the next episode.
Bye. Bye.